And we're live. How's it going, guys? It's me, Brendan Matula. Matula. And I'm Thomas Hicks. And it's Thursday. You already know what the heck that means. It means it is our sports special. Very pumped. Very pumped. Um, Brandon, as always, he's going to kill it. And then, uh, of course, you guys know we're going to end it off with some pop culture. You know, we always do you know, with a little bit of pop culture in there. Um, but stick around for tomorrow because tomorrow we have a special message for you guys. Uh, and it gives a, everyone following us and that everyone that follows the rules, it gives you guys an opportunity to win some serious dough if you know your sports. So stick around. And even if you don't know your sports, still, it's always fun to participate. I mean, free money is free money. So, but. We're going to get into that tomorrow. As of now, we're just going to get right onto the episode. We're not going to waste any time. Uh, we've kind of got our groove now as far as like episodes go. So, yeah, we're not going to waste your time. We're just going to get right on into it. Um, but as always, with every episode, we always start off by saying thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for just giving us an opportunity to do this, as always. Uh, we passed that 50 active listener mark mm-hmm. threshold, which is huge. Because that means mm-hmm. there's somebody who is listening to our podcast at least once a week. Mm-hmm. 50 of those. People. Yeah. So that is an incredible blessing. And gosh, guys, like we're so happy and content with how this podcast has turned out. We just honestly wanted to find a place where we could talk and just make a platform for it and make it entertaining for y'all. And it really seems that it's been reciprocating well with y'all. So thank you guys so much. But let's get on to it. Today is the NBA special. As we've had before, we had a uh, college football special when before week one started. And then we had an NFL special right before week one started there. And now it's NBA time. And man, Tommy, before we get into these topics, October is going to be big for film. And I absolutely agree. But it's also going to be big for sports. Oh, yeah. As well. Because we got the World Series finishing off. We'll talk about that in the future. We just got a lot of sports stuff going on right now. Then we got college football and the NFL in full swing, along with the NBA. So it's going to be jam-packed. And the NHL is just starting as well. And the NHL. So it's, man, it is heating up in the sports department. And we're loving it. And I'm loving that there's no little to no restrictions right now. With going to games, so just everything feels normal right now. So, uh, praise God for that. Oh, yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and get into what we're going to talk about today. So, just to lay it down for y'all, we're going to be going over the polls that we posted on uh, Wednesday night or, uh, no, actually Tuesday night. And we're just going to go over those and just elaborate a little bit our thoughts on them. And they're going to most some of them are going to stop start off some good talking points for Tommy and I as we've hyped this episode up we've been telling y'all Tommy and I are pretty knowledgeable in NBA stuff collectively so be ready for it because Tommy and if I Tommy and I have had our best debates over basket over oh. NBA talks so be expecting that so we'll go over the polls and then we're gonna do something a little different we're not going to say, oh, who's going to be in the finals? Who's going to be in the conference finals? We'll save that for later because we'll, we'll have a better picture of that later on. But for now, we're just going to predict who the best team will be by Christmas. Because that is a – I wouldn't call that a halfway point, but that's like a – definitely a checkpoint in the NBA as far as uh, best teams go. Because it's usually <laughs> around that time when – the top team becomes legit and that's what we'll talk about. Tommy and I have our teams and we'll explain why we have them. And then as always for the third week in a row, I believe we'll be doing picks. Yep. And this time it includes three sports, three different leagues, college football. So well, really two sports, but three different leagues, college football, NFL and NBA. So we are excited to get into this, and we want to thank you guys so much again just for being such an active community and just responding so well to our polls. But let's get on to it. So, uh, Tommy, we had a lot of polls in here. I just kind of 
had fun with it, kind of like what you did with the pop culture stuff. A little bit less that we had with that. You went absolute bonkers on that. So kudos to you. That was awesome. <laughs> but uh, let's get on to the first question. Who is the GOAT? LeBron James or Michael Jordan? And in favor, 90%, it was Michael Jordan. And I can honestly agree with this because, I mean, 6-0, you can say that all you want, yada, yada, yada. You can argue that, honestly, and I'm a LeBron fan. But the thing about Michael Jordan, you can't – you really cannot outshine his iconism. I wasn't there when he was big, but just watching that documentary that came out last year, it really put things into perspective just to show that he was – another he was a different animal and just uh man just a machine yeah. he was crazy and like the iconism like how much people loved him around the world lebron kind of has that but uh, on a little bit of a smaller scale probably a lot smaller of a scale but that's my take on that tommy how do you feel about this yeah icon that's a great word cuz jordan is an icon as far as um basketball goes uh and shoes like if you hear the words michael jordan you're gonna think of basketball and you're gonna think of shoes you might think of his baseball career you might think of the number 23 you might think of the color red um but the two main things are his shoes and his basketball and rightfully so with lebron um he is also you know culturally an icon just like michael jordan um, but look, I feel like LeBron is a little more out of basketball. Like he, he does a lot more. He's a lot more involved in things outside of basketball and kids may know him from different things, um, compared to Michael Jordan, who was like just known for strictly his basketball. And then, you know, he did space jam, you know, he, and he had some fun there and he did play for the white Sox. but yeah, so I, I actually can, for the first time ever, like I can agree that they're both cultural icons, but, um, you know, Jordan, man, like, he's the GOAT. And I, I think it's pretty pretty cut and dry when it comes yeah. to, like, why he's the GOAT and LeBron. But, yeah, that's a really that's a, you're, that's a really good argument, Brandon. Like, I never really thought about, yeah, the on the we, we always talk about on the court, but how are they off the court? Because that also is a factor as far as the GOAT goes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's definitely something I really saw through that documentary, through the eight-part series with the – Last Dance. The Last Dance, yeah. That was really cool. But uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our next question just to get these through. So I kind of went a different direction. I kind of wanted to go for something that wasn't like super hype, like a big talking point. Um, so as we know, OKC is tanking and they're rebuilding along with the Houston Rockets because they just traded three – they've traded three all-stars in the past year. They traded Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and then they traded former All-Star Victor Oladipo. Right. So the the Rockets and the OKC Thunder are rebuilding. So I just wanted to ask the crowd who they thought out of the top, I would say the top two rebuilding teams as things are going right now, like who's the better one? Like who has a brighter future? And unanimously, it was the Houston Rockets. And and I'm looking at the polls right now, and I'm actually seeing a lot of Dallas people, a lot of my Dallas friends who are even voting for the Rockets. So it's not just a Houston thing for our Houston listeners. Um, Tommy, what do you? How do you feel about this? Because this, I mean, John Wall is still on the Rockets. He's mm-hmm. still yet to be traded. Hope he gets traded soon. He needs to be on a great team. But uh, how do you feel about this? Being yeah, so I I went with the Rockets because. Um, and the question is who has the greatest potential or like who's the better young team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who has better p- potential? Like whose future is more right. provincy? So, and I actually took a lot of time with these polls and I like seriously thought about it. And that being said, this is the, one of those questions where I just sat there and pondered. And here's the thing about OKC. They were once the Houston Rockets, but they just haven't progressed since. We always, we thought we were like, oh, they're super young. Like they're going to be you know, young and going far to the fi- conference finals, potentially. Like we were hyping them up. And they really haven't progressed past that hype. Whereas with the Rockets, you know, they're in a similar situation as the OKC Thunder 
couple years ago. Um, but I think they're just going to go further. I do because the Rockets, you know, culturally have experience in the finals. Yeah. So does OKC, but the Rockets, you know, they have a chip, um, which two. is important, you know, too. Yeah, too even. Um, and I, I think that their players, they have better – they have more young players uh, than OKC, which is obvious, but the players that they have are a lot better than when OKC's players were young, if that's making sense. Yeah. Basically, for lack – you know, excuse my grammar, but they have more – better younger players yeah. than when OKC was in going through their younger player yeah. era. So it's it's Rockets. It's not Rockets by landslide, but it is yeah. Rockets just because I haven't seen OKC progress super far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it was this year the Rockets got lucky to keep that t- uh, top three pick because if they were outside of three in the lottery, the pick would have gone to OKC. So the Rockets got lucky. That they oh, yeah. were a top two uh, pick, and they got Jalen Green. I think they picked the best pick that was available for the Rockets, and I can't wait to see him play. And you got Josh Christopher on there, former teammates. They were playing Elodia together, or not Elodia, but a uh, um, select, or you know how you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's incredible. Uh, I can't wait to see him progress. Uh, you can't forget about Shy. Gilgris Alexander, but man, this Rockets team just looks very, very flashy. And even though they're not going to win too many games yet, they're still going to be a blast to watch. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Tommy, you should too, because you got to you gotta claim it when they're young, because it's exactly. cool to be there at the beginning. Exactly. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next uh, segment. Will the Lakers be a top four seed? And Tommy, I see your name here. You voted yes. What yep. was your thinking behind that? Uh, not much, <laughs> but <laughs> like, yeah, the Lakers are probably going to be. You said a top four seed. Now here's the thing. Yeah, I put them at exactly four. I put them fourth seed, but yeah, they're going to be a top four seed. I mean, as long as AD, Russ, and LeBron are playing to their best potential and and then some. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're easily going to be a top four. I feel like that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, I definitely think so. There's a lot, there's some people that thought different. It was sixty thirty-seven in favor of yes. So some people didn't think so. And Ooh. to those people, I'll say like, man, like look, this is the longest break LeBron has had in a while. So he's going to be fine health-wise because he had a short turnaround last season. Let's not forget that. And we saw other players struggle with that, like such as players on the Heat and. The Celtics and the Nuggets, mm-hmm. all all four of them, all four of the teams that made it to the conference finals last year didn't even make it out the first round. Or okay, not the Nuggets, and then the Heat did, and the Heat and the Celtics didn't make it out. Yeah. So, yeah. So the rock. Yeah. So the, the turnaround time was definitely a factor. And this year, they all got the same amount of time, if not more than other teams, to get a break. And the Lakers are coming off a big break, too. AD, it's all about AD for me. If AD is healthy throughout the season, they are a top-two seed. Mm -hmm. But if if AD is kind of iffy, kind of like he was last year, he'll definitely – the Lakers will be a top-four. And I think that's why they got Westbrook, because Westbrook – like Lover and Hatem, he's gonna play close to seventy-five games throughout the season. So that that's what what my thinking was there. Uh, I I would definitely vote yes that they will. So that's my thought on that. But let's go ahead and move forward to our next segment. Will the Nets struggle when they don't have Kyrie? And for those who don't know, Kyrie has not gotten the vaccine. We talked about this on a previous episode and how this is affecting him and his team. He will not be able to play home games because the state of New York requires vaccines for uh, residents and those who work, want to work. So, And the NBA is technically his job. And then along with that, he can't play in L.A., can't play in San Francisco. And, yeah, so that's less than 41 games that he cannot yeah. play. So 
will they struggle or will they not? And and in favor of seventy-five to twenty-five percent, it was yes that they will struggle. What do you think about this, Tommy? Uh, man. Uh, man, this is so tough. What what did I end up going with? Are, are you looking at the polls? Yeah, I'm looking at it. You ended up going with no. That they won't struggle. Yeah, because they didn't have Kyrie during the playoffs. And they, I mean, yeah. if Katie was a half size down, a half shoe size down, they would be in the finals and probably would have won the finals. So, like, right. yeah, no, they don't They don't need Kyrie. I don't think that they're going to struggle, but I don't think that. I mean, obviously having Kyrie Irving on your team exemplify it tenfold. But, yeah, no, I don't think they'll struggle. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, I agree. Um, but man, they'll they'll get to the finals. But if they want to win the finals, they need to have Kyrie on that team because at the end of the day, you have two guys on the court who can make a last second shot and win the game. Mm. We saw that in Kyrie Irving in 2016, and we saw that in KD in the last minute of Game Three, two years in a row with less than two minutes left, hitting that clutch three, once over LeBron and the other over J.R. Smith. So you got two guys on the court who can hit that. So I definitely think they will struggle uh, in some ways. They'll still be great because they got James Harden, and James Harden's going to be healthy. He's dangerous when he's healthy. So we'll have to see. But uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what rolls out in Brooklyn. We'll go ahead and move on to our next is Jason Kidd, the new head coach for the Mavs, former champion for the Mavs, won in 2010 with Dirk Nowitzki. Will he be a good fit for head coach? I say yes. What do you think, Tommy? I put no because he has minimal coaching experience. I mean, coaching Little League is coaching experience, right? I'm not going to put that down. That's how you start. But I'm tired of seeing these players become coaches, man. Or at least players that were like as successful as Jason Kidd. So, no, I, I, I would say Jason Kidd had a pretty successful career, though. And like, I mean, and he's coached before. He just hasn't been a great coach. He, yeah, maybe not. He maybe mediocre, not successful, not unsuccessful, just kind of in between. Which is still like to do that in the NBA is still pretty great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just think there were better options than Jason Key. You could have found someone who knows the knows the game of basketball a bit more than just playing it because it's one thing to play the game. It's another thing to coach. Mm-hmm. Um, does it help? Like, and, and, and here's the thing, though. Like, the game he was playing was the 90s and the early 2000s, and, like, that's a completely different game than now. You need a coach who's been studying the game now. Yeah. If, well, if, I mean, if, and, he ha- and he's had his success with the Lakers. He said – coaching champ he was the assistant coach so maybe maybe this is his time real time to start coaching because he coached with the nets for a few years and then he coached the bucks for a while and helped the bucks grow into what they are now so i i think he's a good fit for luca i think he's a great coach for luca Doncic because they both do similar things they both rebound at a smaller size and they both are great passers Mm -hmm. so i think he's going to be a good coach for luca so I could I could agree with you. He's not going to be a good coach for the Mavs, but for Luca, he's going to be a great coach. Sure. Yeah, I can I can get with that. Sweet, 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 sweet. We'll go ahead and move on. Don't want to keep you guys too long. I think we're making good time on these. But uh, big question: Will the Bucks repeat? And like, I know a lot of people are going to be like, "No," you know. But it, it's a question you got to ask. They're the defending champs, and they want it in a pretty great fashion. Giannis scored 50, man, in that in that game six at home to close it out. Because man, if that game went back, if that series went back to Phoenix, I think the Suns would have figured it out and they would have won mm-hmm. behind that crowd. I don't think the Bucks would have beaten them twice in Phoenix, and they just did it the way they did. But uh, that's not the sorry to go on a tangent, but uh, the question is yes or no, and it was. said yes, 75% said no. Uh, I I think I could speak for both of us that we agree with these numbers. I I think it's going to change this year. Don't you think, Tommy? Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely uh, have opportunities later to talk about who we 
I think will make the finals. But uh, we don't think it's – Bucks could make it, but they're. I don't think they're winning it. I don't think their odds are very good. They definitely need more pieces because the NBA has gotten better. But uh, let's go ahead and move on. A little player comparison here. Both of these players were drafted in the 2019 or 18 draft, I think. Yes. Yes, the 2018 draft. Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic won the poll 75-25. Tommy, how do you feel about this? Uh, you know, we've had this debate before uh, plenty of times, actually, between Luka – well, not we, but society – has always had a debate between Luca and Trey Young. It's got it's just Luca, man. It's just Luca and it's Luca by a mile. And that does not discredit Trey Young. Trey Young is an incredible player. And I'm gonna say it, Trey Young has the potential to be better than Steph Curry. That's a big, yeah. big like statement. You guys know I love Steph Curry, like one of my favorite players of all time, but Trey Young could yeah. be better. He's yeah. I mean, he's got the potential. He's he has a better rookie season. I definitely I definitely agree. Like long term yeah. he's gonna be better because Trey Young is shining now. Exactly. Trey, uh, Steph Curry didn't start shining until maybe uh, his fourth year in the league, fifth or, or sixth year. year. Yeah, at, at you know at least. So I got Luke, but we talk about shining at an early age. Don't even get me started on Luca. I mean, eighteen years old, his rookie season in the yeah. NBA, and he was like already being talked about for MVP. Yeah. Like he is just a he's the. We have our Jordans, we have our LeBrons. Next is our Lucas, once in a generation wow. type talent. Like we are not going to be seeing it again. So yeah, Luca by a mile. Yeah, for my Dallas friends and anybody around the country, if this guy is playing in your town, go watch him. You will not regret it. You will see something fun, mm-hmm. and that's why Tommy said something like that just now, like about Luca. Luca is incredible. So you need to go watch him. Oh yeah. Uh, Next, I uh, did a little comparison here because uh, uh, the Nets did a little shuffling last season to get new players and everything, and then the Lakers did shuffling as well, and they have both have all-star caliber point guards. So the top, the two I picked were Kyrie and Russ. Who do you value more? And it was 78 to 22% in favor of Kyrie. Uh, Tommy, how do you feel about this? Yeah, just just recently, uh, Kyrie's been, in my opinion, the better player or the player that you want on your team. Um, not to discredit Russ, but I don't know, man. I feel like Russ has just kind of hit a plateau after. I feel like he he got his triple double uh, stat, um, his life, his triple double career stat, and then he just was like, "All right, I'm just gonna plateau." And mm-hmm. I love Russ, and I feel horrible saying it, but Kyrie, you know, he's hungry, and Kyrie's doing different things every night. You know, whereas whereas with Russ, it's just kind of the same every night, which has obviously worked. You know, MVP. I mean, it's not yeah. if it ain't broken, don't fix it. You know, the same, but I don't know. It's just the same thing every night, and some nights that works when you play specific. Here, here's here's the quote I want everyone to take away with tonight: When you have Russell Westbrook on your team, you know what you're getting because he does the same same thing every night, but it only works for some teams. With other teams, it does not work. So yep. know the team you're playing before you draft Russ. Know the conference you're in. Know the teams you're gonna be playing. Um, so yeah, that's my quote. That's why I picked that with any team. Whereas with Russ, he is the better player in some situations, but not in every situation. So very, very well said. I couldn't have said it better. Let's go ahead and move on, though. Uh, another more rookie talk. Uh, I'm very high on this rookie. And Tommy isn't convinced yet, but I'm sure he's beginning to uh, lean more towards it. We're talking about Jalen Green, uh, rookie for the the number two overall pick for the Houston Rockets, and the number one overall pick, Kay Cunningham. And surprisingly, Jalen Green won the vote 78% to 22% over Kay. Tommy, uh, who did you vote for in this instance? Yeah, I went went with Jalen Green. I, I don't like him because I'm jealous because he's my age. And, like, if I were to be in the NBA, this is the draft I would be in. So I'm jealous of all the players that I'm 5'8". But, uh, no, all jokes aside, like, I think preseason and uh, summer league has shown us that Jalen Green is that guy. And Kate Cunningham, I'm not going to say he's not that guy, but it's leaning towards that. 
And I did call that. Just saying, just saying. Yeah. And I think Cade, yeah, Cade just has a lot more to prove. He hasn't had a lot as much touches as Jalen. I think he's fighting a little hip injury right now. Nothing bad, just a little hip pointer. But uh, he should be good to go for the preseason. And I think these guys are your rookies of the year so far. Like Mm -hmm. the preseason rookies of the year. These are the two guys that are the front runners, I would say. Yeah. But, uh, hey, I'm willing to have my mind changed. But let's go ahead and move on. This one was a split right at four votes apiece, 50%. Uh, who had the better offseason? Uh, I picked the Lakers because they made a lot of moves and moves that were really surprising. I picked up Melo. They got Kendrick Nunn from the Heat. They got uh, Malik Monk. That was a really good pick. Great shooter. Wayne Ellington, Trevor Ariza, and then Mello. LeBron and Mello are on a team now. That's really fun stuff. And then they got Russell Westbrook, of course. And then the Miami Heat made some moves. They got Kyle Lowry. Big time landing. And I think it's been a long time coming. I think uh, it definitely has. Tommy, who did you pick and why? Um, This one was actually, I know it may not seem correct, but this was actually one of the tougher ones for me. No joke, mm-hmm. like... I was like really, it was really hard because uh, I don't know, man. The heat, you know, the, that COVID year is always going to have an asterisk by it because of COVID. But I think I went with improve. I thought about this one for a long time. But uh, I think I went with improve because I know there's that one's coming up. And because I did that, I went with the heat. Yeah. They had the better off season. Yeah. Um, there's. I mean, you just swapped one point guard for another, but the Heat, I don't know. Maybe they did something there. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so. They made the necessary moves they needed and uh, retained Tyler Hero. That was really surprising. A lot of people thought he was on the move, but they're mm-hmm. going to keep him. So that's going to be cool. And they kept Duncan Robinson. So I can't wait to see what this team does. Hope they uh, make some noise in the conference finals. I definitely think there'll be a. Uh, strong, strong lower seed because the East is getting stronger and I'd love to see it. So let's keep it going. Uh, Better odds for MVP. These are the top two guys that did my research. The Vegas odds for winning MVP. These are the top two guys. It's Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic and it's very close in Vegas and it was very close here. KD won the vote 56% to 44%. Tommy, who did you pick here? I think I went with Luka. I also went with Luca. Something special about that kid, man. It's got to be Luca. Got to be Luca. I yep. actually have made, uh, not I, but someone that I, let's just say, am very close with to <laughs> save my butt, may or may not have put money on Joel Embiid being the MVP of the season because the line was pretty good. Um, so I hope it's Joel Embiid. But yeah, Luca's that guy. So it's got to be. <laughs> And that'd be crazy if Joel won it. I'd love to see it. He really should have won last year, but injuries just really killed him. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and move on um, to finish these out. Uh, let's talk about the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors have had an interesting past two seasons. They've, they went to the finals, and then they didn't, ma- they didn't make the playoffs at all the year after that. And then this past season, they made the play-in, couldn't get in the playoffs this year either. But they got Clay Thompson coming back. They signed Andre Iguodala. They they got Andrew Wiggins staying with them. Like he got the vaccine, so he's going to be playing throughout the season. Will the Warriors be a top four seed? And sixty two percent said no. Tommy, how do you feel about this? You said top four seed. Yes. Yeah. If the Warriors make the playoffs at all, they're not going to be a top four seed. I think they're going to be. I think they'll be maybe fifth or sixth, but top yeah. four, like, I don't know, man. But Clay is coming back. Is that correct? Yes. He will be back in December, I believe. December. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to say no, but I am very much so not confident in that no. I think they, they could definitely break the fourth seed or higher. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Warriors uh, looked pretty good to close out the season last year, excluding their, their play at play-in atrocity that was pretty rough mm-hmm. but uh they looked great as they closed the season out and Steph Curry was a lot of people were saying he should have been the MVP but he I think he shined a little bit too late 
and that's why they went and gave it to Jokic. Jokic was just a guy who ran the marathon, not the sprint. So mm-hmm. uh, you can argue about that all day, but that's just what happened. And uh, we already talked about this. We could just say yes or no, but uh, should Kyrie get traded? Yes. And I think so, too. I, th- I just think if you have a guy that's playing less than 41 games, that's not going to be a, of help at all. But uh, we'll – so we only got a few more left. Uh, let's get to some uh, write-in responses. So the question was, ben, tri- ben Simmons' trade destinations. We got one from Christian Jensen saying the Lakers. Christian, as much as I'd love that, I don't think that's very realistic. But uh, it definitely could happen if – uh, things with Russell Westbrook kind of fall out and maybe a three-way trade because I don't think there's any way Russell Westbrook would ever play with Joel Embiid. <laughs> so uh, we'll have to see what happens there, but uh, I'd love it. I would love to see Ben Simmons play with LeBron. I think LeBron would bring out the best in Ben. And then I have my friend, Matt out in Brazil. Shout out to you. Um, he says that he'll stay in Philly. I'm like, so I think I, that's not a bad option because I don't think there's a lot of trade options out there for him. And then we got, I think one of your friends, Tommy, Chase C. Brown, he mm-hmm. says Portland. So, yeah, I mean, that's still on the table. They just got to give a better offer to uh, Portland if they want to get that. It can't just be Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibault. You got to give a lot more. Yeah. Because Portland, because it's, if, it's do or die. They either do their best with Dame or they die and get as many picks as they can. Maybe yeah. not as many as OKC, but uh, yeah, just plenty of those picks. Uh, yep. So we'll go ahead and move on to our final three. And then we'll get on to our next segment, which is the Christmas Day predictions. It's pretty fun. Uh, will the Jazz, we saw the Jazz last year. They were pretty incredible they were the one seed out of the west right and they looked great uh heading into the second round but man oh man they just did not perform to what they needed and the question was will they improve or will will they regress from uh compared to last season i think they improved because they've improved every single year since uh since the years, uh, since the first year in Donovan Mitchell's rookie season, they made it to the conference semifinals against the Rockets mm-hmm. when they beat Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony in the first round. I remember seeing that, and ever since they have improved, and they had the best record last season. I think they have still have yet to scrape the ceiling. I think they still have a lot more to go Tommy as somebody who is a fan of these jazz what do you think yeah man this one this one was also tough just like with the heat question like this one really had me sitting there thinking like shoot I don't know is it this one is it this one ultimately I went with I think I went with regress right you said improve you said improve okay see that's how torn I am like I don't even remember I not said that I don't remember, but uh, I do love the Jazz. I do have a special connection with the Jazz. Uh, I think they impress. I, I I remember now. I said in my head, I think they improve, but this is it, man. This is the last shot. Same with uh, same with like Aaron Rodgers on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it, this kind of helped the same thing with the whole Jazz team. This is the last shot. Yeah. So. Yeah, until they have to break down the whole thing and try something new. I agree. Yeah. That vote was in favor of regress, 57 to 43%. It was a one-vote difference. Mm, so true. Uh, the audience was very torn on that, too. Uh, I've been pretty impressed so far. Like We haven't really commented on the audience's uh, voting. I- I've agreed with most of this voting. I-, I think we did a very good job here. There were a few in the pop culture one where I was like, what? <laughs> like Stephen A. Smith, but, uh, but oh, <laughs> always love to give Tommy a laugh. It always brings a smile to my face. <laughs> um, but let's go ahead and round out these last two and then we'll get off to our next segment. It's a similar question to 
the Jazz question. It's about the Heat this time. Will the Heat improve or regress after their offseason additions? I say they improve because they got a guy in Kyle Lowry who can play games, and he's not going to miss games. Jimmy Butler misses games sometimes, and uh, that hurts the Heat sometimes. So uh, I say they improve. I don't think they're going to go much further than – I think their ceiling is the three seed because I think it's it's going to be way too close between the Bucks and the Nets at the top two seats. So, But I, I definitely think they improved because they were a six seed last year. Okay. Um, yeah. And to remind you, you said improve on the yeah. boat. See, that's the thing, man. I, I, I'm, one day I'm improved, one day I'm regressed. Yeah, let's go improve, though. Uh, they have the COVID year. They have the confidence to make it to the finals. What's stopping them? Like, there's really no difference. I mean, a lot happened. A lot held a lot of players back because of COVID. You know, it, it really restricted a lot of players. But, you know, what, what's stopping you, Heat? You've been in the finals before. Do it again. So, yeah. Yeah, we can go. We can go improve. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, we got one question left. And uh, similar to the – Polls. Sorry, just pulling up these polls once more before we. Uh, well, I, I know the question that's to- at the top of my head. Will the Suns, who made it to the NBA Finals last year for the first time in a while, ever since Charles Barkley was the the guy in charge over there, will they make the finals or the Western Conference Finals again? And uh, before we look into those votes, Tommy, uh, what did you? Uh, what do you think about this? Well, the yeah, you you put the NBA finals right, like the NBA Western finals? Conference finals. Western, okay, gotcha. Western. Uh, nah. You said no. Yeah, no. I just nah, just no. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I think they were a little bit lucky last season. They had a, and let's be real, the Lakers were hurt. Anthony Davis was hurt. The Lakers looked like they were going to win that series when they were up two one in L.A. Then AD went down before the half, and was out for the rest of the series, and then got hurt again in the closing game in Game Six. So, uh, yeah. So I think, uh. They got a little bit lucky. Same with the Denver Nuggets. So, good for the Suns to make it to the finals, but I don't think something's like that that is happening again. I do think they'll be a top five or six seed. So, they are a good team. They're a respectable team, but they uh, definitely thrived off of um, – they definitely thrived off of just what was going on in the NBA at the time, which was a lot of injuries. Yeah. It's definitely – we hopefully see a lot less of because this season has a lot of potential to be great and uh, I'm excited for it, but let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. And we want to thank the audience for voting and submitting your polls. Uh, We hope you loved that. It really seemed y'all liked it. So uh, we'll continue to do that for other stuff in the future, but let's move on to our next segment. Uh, Tommy, I'm sure you got your team picked as far as, uh, uh, what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing here is instead of like just saying, Hey, we're going to pick the finals or the conference finals. We'll do that later. As I said, we're going to go ahead and pick who's going to be the best at Christmas time, because that's usually a teller who's going to be great later on. Mm-hmm. So that is what we're going to do now. So I say we do, Best team in the West and best team in the East. And that might be a little easy, but uh, I, I might have one that might shock you, Tommy. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'll go ahead and go first. So we'll start out with the Western Conference, and then we'll flip-flop uh, between Tommy and I, and then we'll switch conferences. I got the Dallas Mavericks. I think. I, go ahead. I, I think they're going to shock a lot of people of how good and how cohesive their unit is. Uh, I'm excited to see how much Luka has improved once again. 
because he looked like a rock star in those Olympics. He dragged his team to a medal game, and they couldn't finish it out. It was a really stacked uh, international uh, Olympic basketball season. So to do what he did was very impressive, and I don't think Slovenia, his home country, has been to the Olympics for basketball in a long, long time, probably Mm -hmm. ever. So uh, kudos to him. And I think they'll be the best team in the in the Western Conference come Christmas time. And I think he will be the front runner for MVP. Just to add that in there. Uh, my turn for Western. Yes, sir. This is kind of funny because uh, I also have the Dallas Mavericks. Wow. Dang. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about Brandon and I, you guys. Like, we, we either are on the same page or on complete opposite pages. Like, no in between and yeah, dude, I'm with you. It's kind of funny too. I have old teams, but yeah, I got I got the Mavs, man. Like, I don't know if uh, if, if the audience remembers, but when we did like our super early NBA predictions, like our just kind of fish out of water, like who do we think is going to take the 2022 NBA Finals? I went with the Mavs, and I'm sticking I'm sticking with my gut. I think the Mavs are going to be the best team at Christmas, and I think they're going to be winning the 2022 NBA Finals. Wow, 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 wow. Well, y'all heard it from us. Go watch the Mavs. If they're coming into town, we like if you're going to take anything from this podcast today for our oh, NBA yeah. special, that's it. That's what it is. You got to watch the Mavs and especially Luca. They'll be really fun to watch. Uh, they return a lot of starters, uh, such as Tim Hardaway. They extended him, got him paid. Good for them. Good for him. KP is still there, and then Luca is still hanging there, and then they got a new coach in Jason Kidd. So we'll see what happens. Yep, I'm excited for it. And as we said, Jason Kidd may not be the best coach for the Mavs, but he is a great coach for Luca. And I think kind of what Jason Kidd did for Giannis kind of helped him grow into the player that he became, two-time MVP, uh, Defensive of the Year, Player of the Year, and MVP. NBA Finals MVP. Like, I think he'll do the same thing with Luka, whether mm-hmm. it's he stays there long-term or it's short-term. So that's going to be definitely something to watch. So we'll go ahead and move to the East. And um, I'm going to say the team, and then I'm going to explain why not the other team that y- most of y'all might be thinking I'm going to pick. I'm going to go with the Bucks. They are okay. coming off an incredible playoff run where they beat the Nets, they beat the Heat that beat them last year, and then they took down the Hawks, the surging Hawks. We got to remember, those Hawks were playing a lot better than they were in the regular season. They were on another level. They beat Philly, and I know we can blame Ben Simmons on uh, losing that contest, but that was a big win for them for their franchise and a big win for Trey Young to make it to the conference finals in his third season. So I think uh, the Bucks, uh, what like the path that they took to the NBA finals, I think it was very well deserved. And I think they're going to still be the best team in the East coming into Christmas time. Because they still have that chemistry. They're really only missing PJ Tucker. And I'm looking at their uh, roster right now, and it just looks like they have a lot of the same guys. And that just excites me because I really did enjoy the, watching them last season. I'm not a fan by any means, I have no connections at all to uh, Wisconsin or Milwaukee. So, yeah, I'm excited. Tommy, quick thoughts, and then let's close this out with your team yeah i got uh the obvious team here i've got the brooklyn nets Hmm. like i don't know man i just think they're the new warriors like who's stopping them and it kind of explains itself as far as like me trying to come up with words but yeah man i got i got the brooklyn nets dude they're just they're gonna be incredible yeah, I, I definitely think so. I, the reason why I kind of uh, shied away from picking the Nets, as I was alluding to earlier, I think they're going to have chemistry issues at the beginning of the season. 
with Kyrie not playing, I definitely think it's going to rustle some feathers of the players. And I think there might be a trade on the horizon. So yeah. um, I think that's going to affect them. They might struggle a little bit, but they're going to definitely be a finals contender. So, uh, but a uh, good pick by all means. But uh, that's our NBA segment, guys. Uh, we hope it lived up to the hype. We're very excited for the season, and we're going to get into some picks now. And then we'll turn it to Tommy for pop culture stuff. So let's go ahead very quickly just to get into these games. Uh, As I said, we got two college football games, an NFL game, and two NBA games. And both of the games for the NBA are on opening night, so y'all probably know what we're going with. So um, I'll describe them as we go, just to give Tommy context and – uh, and the audience context just as uh, the importance of these games that are coming up. So uh, we'll start with college football. And the games that we're going to be talking about here are between Oklahoma State and Texas. Texas is coming off of a painful loss to Oklahoma and where they should hold their heads high. They played really well, but they didn't play well enough. And they have a chance to really respond against this Oklahoma State team who's undefeated and ranked 12 in the nation. Uh, I'm looking at the line right now, and it's saying Texas is supposed to win by five, I think. I think that's what it says. Yeah, Texas by five. Uh, they're the lower-ranked team, which is interesting. And this will be in Austin. And the over-under is 60 points, so... uh I'm going to go with Texas. I think they respond really well after last week. I really like what I saw from Casey Thompson. He had five touchdowns. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Texas. I think they win this pretty convincingly, 45-31. to Yeah, you guys know I roll with the Oklahoma State. That's my That's been my team of the year when we did our college football special going over who we got. I said I had Oklahoma State. So far, that prophecy has been pretty fulfilled. But, yeah. Uh, Texas, they've played the harder teams, and Oklahoma State's got to lose eventually, right? So, unfortunately, I think I do have Texas here, but I don't think Oklahoma State goes out without a fight. So, I got Texas by 10 points. I got Texas. Mm, let's do Texas. Uh, Texas 35, Oklahoma State 25. Nice. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. And uh, do you take the line or do you not? It's Texas by five, and the over under is sixty points. I take the I don't take the over just because I'm not confident in it. I'm also not confident in Texas by five just because I mean Oklahoma State's on a roll and that's my team. So um, it's bittersweet when you bet against the team that you love, you know. So I'm not taking that. I'm not taking either of those lines, and or I'm I would go with the Oklahoma State line, but yeah, don't take don't take those lines. Do not. (laughs) Sweet, sweet, sweet. Always love to have our Vegas genius here on the show. Makes things a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Uh, let's move on to our next college football game. It's in the SEC. Newly ranked Georgia, number one. Ooh. Wow. That's crazy. After that crazy loss with Alabama uh, to AM, Georgia is now the number one team in the land. And rightfully so, they've been incredible, but they face a test yet again. Third straight week of playing a top 20 team. That's pretty tough for Georgia, and this is going to say a lot if they can win this game and win it convincingly. It's against Kentucky, who's also 6-0, and and they are ranked 11, and they're coming off a big win against LSU and a win against Florida, a team that uh, gave Alabama a round for their money. So... Uh, Tommy, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my pick here. I think Georgia takes this. I think they're just a better team, but I, I think it'll be close. I think I'll give Georgia 31 to 20 in favor of the Bulldogs. And Tommy, just to give you the line, wow, uh, Georgia Bulldogs are a 23 points overdog, if that's what it's called. Or the Kentucky's a 23-point underdog, and the over-under is 45. Um, hmm, tough. Uh, honestly, bro, it's it's Georgia 
to win by 24 points, and I might sm- he might be wanting to hit that. I think Georgia murders Kentucky. I really do. I wow. think Georgia Georgia absolutely murders Kentucky. Now, 23 is a huge number. That's like that's like what it was when BYU was playing Texas State last season. But yeah, I I got Georgia here by by an absolute landslide. So I'm gonna go Georgia 52, Kentucky 14. And so I'm you taking, definitely. So that means you definitely take the over. Yeah, I take the over and I take Georgia. Nice. Take George's nice. uh, spread. Nice. Nice. Okay. You heard it here. Let's go ahead and move on to the NFL. Big matchup. And a big matchup for you, Tommy. Your Baltimore Ravens are looking great, and they've faced yet another tough test. They've had a mm-hmm. pretty tough schedule so far. But they've had two pretty easy games the past two weeks, so good for them. Uh, but the, here comes the real test. It's the Chargers, 4-1. Uh, this game will play be played at noon. I think it's just a regular Sunday game. It'll be played in Baltimore, so that's very key because we know how loud they can get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ravens are a three-point overdog, so I'm going to go ahead and take the Ravens in this one. I like what Lamar's been doing this year. He's throwing it a lot more. I like it. And uh, not that's not a hit on his throwing skills. It's just he's becoming a more confident passer, and that's good for any QB. And I'm very proud of him. And I've liked what I've seen from him so far. And I'm going to rock with them. And I'm going to rock with them 27 to 24 by a field goal. I think it'll be a last second field goal again for Bullock. For uh, for uh, Justin Tucker? Uh, Tucker. Yeah, Tucker, right. And uh, just to give you context, the over-under is 52. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens are a three-point are three points favored. Uh, man, that over-under is a little scary. Um, so I'm going to stay away from that over-under. If anything, I might hit the under. But you guys know, so I'm a huge Ravens guy. Lamar's my favorite football player of all time. Biggest Ravens fan you'll ever meet. But um, this, you know, this weekend when they beat the Colts last minute with LeBron's little – or LeBron – with Lamar's little uh, quick flick to Hollywood Brown, you would think I'd be jumping for joy, but I wasn't. I was like, guys, this is like the third week that we've had to win by in like by a sliver. Yeah. Like we couldn't beat a team that we should be blowing out of the water. And that makes me nervous, man. We should be blowing these teams out. It always comes to a last minute play. Now the Ravens execute, which means, you know, we're good. We're a great team. But, man, that's just – I don't like it, man. They're sketchy. Sketchy last minute wins. I don't like it. So I have the Ravens. That line is minus three. I think I stay away from the line, but I will hit the under. And I've got Ravens 21. I, I got to go with you, Brandon. 21-24. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. Great pick. Uh, that's going to be a great game for sure. But uh, let's get to the games of the hour. That's right. NBA is back, y'all. And we are excited for it. And we got two great Opening night matchups. The first that we'll discuss is uh, uh, got a lot of history to it. It'll be LeBron and his Lakers, his new Lakers, once again, <laughs> uh, against <laughs> Steph Curry and his Warriors, his reassembled Warriors, because he's returning Andre Iguodala and Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very exciting stuff there. Um, this is kind of new for us because we haven't predicted basketball yet. So the over-under is 230 points. It's probably a lot a lot of scoring in this one. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers are a five-point favorite. Um, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Um, I, I, I just don't – I think it'll be close. And I think the La- Warriors will look back, though, and say, if we had Clay, we would have won this game. And I – We'll agree with that if that happens. So I got the Lakers winning this one, one thirty to one twenty-one, in a close one. Okay, that's actually uh, that's pretty similar to what I'm thinking too. I I'm, you know I love the Warriors, but without Clay, you know the Lakers, you know they're they're both new teams trying things out here, slightly or tweaked teams, not new but tweaked teams. I got the Lakers as well. 
Um, I don't have them by much, though. I think I think it's close, and then, then I think the Warriors start fouling and the Lakers hit their free throws. Therefore, I have the Lakers by 11. So I will go Lakers. Uh, let's do – why don't we do Lakers 115, uh, Warriors 105. We'll say Lakers – or we'll say Warriors 104, Lakers 115. Sweet. Um, after free throws, and they're going to be up – I think they're going to be up by a little bit. Warriors start fouling them free throws. And then the line, the spread is minus five. I'm staying away from that because, you know, the Warriors can be – you know they can they can really shock you, especially at the beginning of the season. Like they they come out really hot and hungry. Um, so I'm gonna stay away from that minus five. Now, as far as the over under goes, it's not a terrible you know two thirty. Like you don't have to poop your pants watching the game, but I'm staying away from it because you know each team's gonna score one fifteen. I, I don't know if we get to that point, so you might want to sprinkle the under just a tid. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I got. Sweet, sweet. Well, let's get on to our game of the week. Yes, that's right. We're calling this the game of the week. This is a rematch of the conference semifinals. Uh, very exciting stuff. It's going to be the Brooklyn Nets heading to Milwaukee against the Bucks. I think Kyrie will be playing in this game. So that's definitely something to think about there. So um, it's going to be a great game. High stakes. The game was decided by a centimeter. Uh, literally a centimeter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. with uh, Kevin Durant's toe. Um, man, this is going to be a fun one. Um, coming into this, the la- the Nets are a one-point favorite ahead of the Bucks, And I'm going to go with the Nets. I think the Nets knock the Bucks in the jaw right off the bat, and the Bucks make a little comeback. They get close, and the Nets low-key blow them out. I think the Nets win this one one fifteen to one oh three. One oh three. One fifteen one oh three. In favor of the Nets. Sorry if I messed that up. One fifteen one oh three. Okay, okay. That's pretty good. Um and then to give you playing... ta- context, Tommy, the spread is uh one point favorite in uh for the Nets. And the over-under is 240. Oh, 240. Um, I'm going to stay away from that over-under. I think I'm going to smash that Nets one. I think the Nets win by three. I think they win by a three-pointer, and I think who hits it? You know what? I'm going with a, a good little story for the media. Kyrie hits the game-winning three, further pushing Kyrie playing more games with the Nets. I think that's going to be – you know, I think it's going to happen. Why not? You know, let's, ha- let's have a story. For sure. Let's, let's, you know, let's give each other a headline. So that being said, what do we got? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight up. 103 to 100. And I got the Nets. Nice, nice. Well, for once, Tommy, we agreed on a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think for the first we take time. all five together. We... You went. Yeah, yeah. You went Texas. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. We didn't even acknowledge that as we were going. We just agreed, but. uh those are the games of the week. Hopefully, we both go 5-0. and That'd be cool. But uh, that yeah. wraps things up in the sports department. Thank you guys so much for listening to us and what we thought about the upcoming NBA season. We'll be watching it. First two games are on TNT on Tuesday. That's the day for NBA basketball, Tuesday, Thursday. That's when it's on TNT. And then ESPN primetimes come on later in the season. But uh, we're looking forward to a great season. Uh, be looking for more NBA content on Hot This Week because the season is among us. We are excited for it. Tommy, take it away with pop culture. All right, guys. Uh, you know, it's October, which means it's another big week as far as film goes. Uh, this week we've got Halloween Kills and The Last Duel. Halloween Kills um, kind of speaks for itself. It's another Michael Myers film. Um, and this is not the last one because there is one more called Halloween Ends. So that kind of it's not a spoiler because it was already announced. Plus, it's like all over social media. Why they're milking these films? Well, you guys, it's because you keep giving them their money. Stop giving them money and they'll stop making these films. Um, but yeah, anyways, just kidding. If you love these films, I, I love you for loving them. And I want you to enjoy what makes you happy. So keep watching them. Uh, and then the last duel, this, it could be an Oscar contender. Could be an Oscar contender. So last duel, it stars 
uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Adam Driver. Um, and it's a crazy, crazy movie. So it starts, you know, Matt Damon as he, he's playing a guy named, it's a medieval, that's the time period, medieval. He's playing Jean de Corregu, you know, probably butcher that. Um, and he's a knight and he challenges his friend, Jacques Legray, who is Adam Driver, uh, to a duel after Matt Damon, Kara Gru's wife, Margaret, who is played by Jodie Comer, she was in the most recent uh, Free Guy, uh, accused Legray, so. Adam Driver of raping her. Oh wow! Yeah, so I know that was kind of a lot and kind of confusing with the accent. So Matt Damon's wife accuses Adam Driver of raping her. So Matt Damon says, "Okay, then we're going to fight it out to the death." Um, yeah, <laughs> like try and re- try and like real, you know, feel that and like let it reel in and sit with you. That's a pretty crazy movie like it's gonna have a lot to say about social commentary it's gonna have a lot to say about uh the medieval times like how they went about things and it's directed by ridley scott who once again like i mentioned he's directed the martian he's directed alien i mean those are two of the some of the biggest films of all time you know um he's directed gladiator robin hood you know prometheus the new up and coming in november house of gucci Hmm. Which is coming out. He's also directed that. Black Hawk Down, Matchstick Men. Um, Ridley Scott has directed a lot of movies. Blade Runner, the OG Blade Runner. And a lot of movies that you know, he doesn't stick with the genre. He switches it up. Very excited for The Last Duel. I'm hoping that Brandon kind of eases up and we can watch it in Dallas. It's okay if you don't want to. I understand. Oh, let's do it. But, it is know. it premiering this weekend? It is. It's premiering this weekend. Sweet. Okay, well. There we go. That's our plan. Yeah, so <laughs> it'll be a good crowd because all the people that want to see it are going to come and see it this weekend. Um, it's it's going to be one of those films that's going to be in the Oscars. Does it win the Oscar? You know, we'll, we'll watch and we'll let you know. But that, that review will be coming out Tuesday, you guys. That is coming out Tuesday. So expect the last dual review. Very excited for this one. The Green Knight came out, so I kind of got my medieval itch scratched. But would love to see uh, the last dual, see what it can do for me. As far as uh, movie news, I'll be quick because, you know, we're kind of running running short on time. But uh, there's not much uh, going on besides, you know, hyping you guys up for The Last Duel. But uh, Killian Murphy is Oppenheimer and Christopher Nolan's Atom Bomb biopic. Uh, if you guys didn't hear, Killian Murphy got uh, as the star and yet, you know, another Christopher Nolan film. They're, they're buddies, Christopher Nolan and Killian Murphy. And he's playing J. Robert Oppenheimer, who is the guy who created the Atom Bomb. So, wow. You know, another uh, Christopher Nolan film, and it's not dealing with time, which is Christopher Nolan's obsession, Tenet, Inception, Memento. He's uh, going in a different route, a biopic route. So very excited for that. That's going to be very, very fun. Um, The Black Phone trailer came out today. It's got Ethan Hawke. He's playing a sadistic killer called The Grabber. Very scary stuff there. And that comes out in January. And then what comes out in February is M. Night Shyamalan's new film. It's called Knock at the Cabin. Um. So that will be coming out, not this February, it'll be coming out February 2023. So that's pretty exciting because I love me some M. Night Shyamalan, you know. A lot of people have a lot to say about him, but I'm excited. And the most notable thing to know is that if you're a fan of Hollywood, if you're a fan of film, you need to brace for disruption and hardship um, because the IATSE, the International Alliance of Theatrical Set, um, they're, they're going on a strike. They're going on strike and they're declaring a better pay and that's gonna ruffle some feathers in Hollywood, so be on the lookout for that. That could uh, that could halt some production of some big films coming up. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's it for pop culture, guys. Not much going on in music, but films. We got the Last Duel, which is just gonna be an epic film. Uh, we got Halloween Kills, and then after this, you guys, I got an early screening to Dune, so I'm gonna get that Dune review out for you guys early. Um, Dune's coming out, and there's another film. I forget it's coming out the 21st as well. So, you know, if you're a fan of movies, this is the month to be a listener of Hot This Week. No, 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 that, don't let me knock on November too, because November is going to be big. November is going to be huge, but October, oh yeah, it's going down and it has been going down. We've had great, so, great films so far, but and I got to see No Time to Die. It's a very fun film. Um, and I got to see Lamb, which is 
top three of the year for me. Uh, but yeah, exciting stuff to be a film person. Exciting stuff to be a sports fan. We love you guys. It's been a, it's been an honor talking sports and films with you guys. Uh, Brandon killed it as always. It was a lot of fun listening to him and getting his opinions. Uh, very notable guy right there. So, guys, we're just going to let you go. We're going to let you sit with that, ponder about it. We're Once again, expect our special message tomorrow on how you can win uh, $100. So, that's going to be pretty Ooh. crazy. We're going to give you guys the rules, run that down. Um, we're super excited, man. October is an awesome month. We're super excited. We're super happy to be giving you guys a podcast twice a week, and uh, we hope you are too. Uh, so that being said, my name is Thomas Six, and I'm Brandon Matula. Matula, and we will see you guys on Tuesday. Peace, and we're off.